Hey roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week, I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul, then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? everybody, welcome to another chapter of my audio thrifting diary. Of course, I'm Toddy. Hi, everybody. And we're not going penless this evening. I have a work pen and I have a home pen and conveniently they're the same pens. <laughs> so I was uh, quite fearful because right before we went live, I needed a pen and I remembered in my pocket. So we are not going penless this evening. We also are not going guest list this e- guest list we're not going guest list this evening uh kelsey holmberg is rejoining us for uh, another episode hi kelsey how are you doing i'm great how are you great i like how gingerly you're holding your microphone it's very light and i feel like i'm gonna strong arm it like i won't know my own strength and i'll slam the mic around joining us for the first time ever actually the first time we're hanging out it's greg warren hey greg Thank you for having me. Hello. How do you like the How do you like the uh, the studio here? The swampy oh, ass it. attic. I love <laughs> it. It's. I like to think it's kind of punk rock, right? I mean, it, it is what it is. I I find really no complaints here. Okay. Um, and Greg, you may know from the the Neon Brainiacs podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the Neon Brainiacs podcast, it's a podcast that focuses on horror movies from the 80s you guys did one of my favorite movies and i did listen to the episode too killer clowns from outer space Uh, i love it it's so good it's one of my favorite films for it kind of uh checks all my boxes i guess you would say i think that'd be fair um and then you also got into a, a deep a deep cut i guess for some but you guys did chopping mall as well Oh, that's another one. See, you're picking all the good ones. Chopping mall. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite of, well, I'm not saying movies because we're going to talk a lot of movies this tonight. We have a VHS hall we're going to go over as part of the show. But do you have a favorite film that you've done so far? So um, far. Probably Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. I think it's the only thing mm-hmm. I've given a 10 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, a close second with a 9.5 out of 10. Is it all threes? Um, maybe Scream Three, not. Um, oh, not, okay, oh. Not a, okay, not a good movie. Mm-hmm. But as someone that grew up with a new metal phase in seventh and eighth grade, Ooh. fantastic soundtrack. I bat hard for that soundtrack. Even the Creed song 
that plays in the first seat, scene of the film. The riff is heavy as hell. Yeah, it fucking, it literally slays. You're like, yo, is this even Creed right now? Yeah. Maybe the first time anyone's gone up to bat for Creed. Yeah. I'm just saying, if somebody covered that Creed song in a show, I'd mosh. Yeah. I, and <laughs> Fair. Inappropriate to like Creed, but not there. Another one, this is going to be a deep cut. Are you a wrestling fan at all or no? Um, I was growing up. I fell out around like Attitude Era. Okay. So like about Makes two. Sense. Pretty much when I found punk music, I was like, "Yeah, this shit's whack. This, this isn't <laughs> punk anymore." Yeah. Um, they did uh, uh, Limp Biscuit, My Way, My Way, or the Highway. Oh, I'm, I'm very they, familiar. Yeah, and they did a hype video for Austin versus Rock with Limp Biscuit, My Way, or the Highway. Oh my! It is literally it sends chills up my spine <laughs> okay. i like the video package so much okay and it's austin versus rock with limp biscuit my way or the highway and it works so great for the feud because like the video pack i'm serious like even if you're not a wrestling fan check out limp biscuit my way is it called my way the oh, song yeah. limp biscuit my way but austin versus rock wrestlemania it's like the fucking best video package i've ever seen <laughs> that checks so many boxes for, for like you? me in like 1999 <laughs> mm-hmm and you guys also did uh, Hellraiser, which is a classic. Ugh. Naturally. Um, I don't know if you know, but you pro- maybe you know, but Doug Bradley from Hellraiser is actually going to be an on-screen general manager for a new wrestling com- promotion called Blackcraft Wrestling. Oh, yeah. He's okay. from Pittsburgh. Well, he lives here, yeah. His well, wife, yeah. Is, I think, is from here originally. My yeah. old neighbor when I lived in Swissvale uh, raised and showed German shepherds. Okay. And baby or dog sat his like puppy German shepherd for a week. So I never met Pinhead, but I met Pinhead's dog. That's close That's enough. That's about <laughs> as close as I've ever gotten to Hellraiser fame. What's Pinhead's dog's name? Like, uh, if you, I'm not saying you know, but something I'm, really what adorable. Is it, what I is it? I couldn't think of like a punny name he, i i think he'd name his de- like dog something weird just like like a kitch- muffin or something yeah, radish <laughs> like just like something fucked up and just a word like muffin radish random nouns are really good pet mm-hmm. names but i don't know why i thought of radish but like that's a i could see it not a dog it. fan but like i uh, will do that do you consider hellraiser a b-movie I don't know. That's a tough one, right? Because, yeah, like, speaking for the Neon Brainiacs podcast, is Hellraiser a B movie? See, I don't know. Its reputation is beyond B movie, but I think when it was made, I don't know because it's not it's not poorly made. No, the effects in it are it, great, but it's cheaply made. True. But do you have any like Hellraisers like on the VHS or anything like that? I have. Um, I really only ride for the first three. I yeah. know there's like 86 of them. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I have the first five. I have- Oh, that's more than what I have. Two different Star Maker two packs of one and two. Ooh. Three. And then whatever the- Because they start getting out of like the Roman numeral game mm-hmm. after three. So I think I have four and five, but- yeah. 
I don't really care enough to watch them. I just yeah. kind of own them. I'm Collect like, yeah, oh, that's nice. Get the point after yeah. the first three movies. And that's why we have Greg on uh, this evening because I collect VHS and I've had some opportunity to talk about it. And Greg has talked about it on Greg's own show. And so we have a, a bunch of stuff. But to get to know Greg a little further, we've been playing a, a springtime summer prep game on the show um, that Greg, you you appreciate, right? Very much. <laughs> and so, as we collect halls, as Thrifty itself goes out to different thrift stores and finds uh, cool things to buy. So, uh, for those new listeners who haven't heard, this is Build Your Backyard Fun Zone. You are awarded fifteen dollars, and you have to use that fifteen dollars to build your backyard fun zone. So with $15, let's get to know you, Greg, and to go over what's, uh, what you can buy, and I'll give you the thing so you don't have to remember what I'm saying. With 15 bucks, a grill is 10 a slip and slide is 5 a lawn chair is 4 a radio is 4 beanbag toss, 5 bucks. a cooler, do you call it a cooler or an ice chest? It's been up there. I gotta go cooler. An ice chest for four dollars. Single ice chest yet. Sunglasses three dollars. A kids pool three dollars. Tiki torches and there's two for two dollars. A sun hat for two dollars. A book for one dollar and an umbrella for drink for one dollar. And I have said I have used my fifteen for a grill, so I used ten dollars. And then I went sunglasses and sun hat, and then I uh, I kept the. Uh, I kept the last dollar. I didn't spend it on a book because if I'm in sunglasses and a sun hat, I'm not trying to read. I'm just trying to get my shit in out there, cook my protein, bring it in, and go ahead and eat it. That's fair. So with $15, Greg, build your backyard fun zone from these items. All right. Well, before I select my items, I will say uh, I did listen to the uh, the four-way episode with mm-hmm. uh, Ryan and Kaylee guessing, and I yeah. did very much appreciate all the double entendre of fun zone. <laughs> yeah, Just wanted to, I wanted to bring that in today. We we try. Thank you for for packing that up and unpacking it. Now uh, we try try to do comedy on the show. So I'm a pre- <laughs> the jokes you know are part of a big yeah. part of comedy is what I hear. Now I know this has been a little uh, maybe overanalyzed depending on how you look at it. Let me ask a question. Absolutely. In regards to the radio, mm-hmm. could you technically cheat and just use your phone and not spend any money? Oh, yes, but I didn't think about it. Because uh, I listen to the radio sometimes at work. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of it. Yeah, there's not much on there. Are you a Bob FM boy? I can, I can mess around with Bob. Yeah, right? I fuck with Bob. I mean, come on, man. Braddock Pittsburgh. Like, I have to yeah. rap for mm-hmm. wherever they put the satellite in my town. Yeah. I'm a Bob person. I do fuck with some Whammo sometimes. All I right, like that's that. Fair. Whammo though, Whammo in Pittsburgh, it's like the hip hop rap station. Boy, there's not a lot of coverage there. You're going in and out of Whammo. So if I get a strong Whammo signal, even as if it's playing like some shit I don't want to listen to, I leave it on because it's hard to pick up that signal. So I'm like, ooh, even if it's like Steve Harvey commercials, like I'm gonna like <laughs> His priorities are so fucking whack. But anyway, yeah, I leave it on. Work. I leave it on. But I will I will admit I haven't thought about that. There's so many things that people have mentioned when they build their backyard fun zone that yeah. I haven't fucking thought about. <laughs> but I will say no. That means radio is music. 
Okay. So you can't bring a phone, I guess. So right. are we saying that other than like maybe the clothes on your back, you're entering into this backyard? A plain backyard. Yeah. And you have to naked as the make day you it were work born. for $15. And these are all secondhand items you got from the thrift store. You have the benefit of listening to all of our questions from the last episode. Yeah. I had pretty much all day to think about <laughs> this. <laughs> and I did. Heavily. So beneficial. Yeah. All right. So... 15 bucks. I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to go lawn chair. Lawn chair is at four? Yes. Four bucks for a lawn chair. You got to be comfortable. I'm not a big grass sitter. Mm-mm. And Me either. The, and the backyard in, in my apartment, we just have like a very small like concrete slab, which is basically our like back porch, mm-hmm. if you want to use air quotes, mm-hmm. and then grass. I will not fuck with grass and bare feet. Are you kidding? Oh, no. Are you kidding? No, no, no. There's What's no it? way. Something's going to touch me. Grass will touch me for one. Plus, there's those spiny weeds. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, and this is just <laughs> East Coast. Imagine all the people from different parts of the globe. We don't have to worry about scorpions here. No. You're both kind of city slickers, though. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, I guess so. Because I grew up, like, next to the woods and bare feet all the time. Oh, I, like, grew up next to, like, burned down houses. But, like, sure... Yeah, I, I could see that, but I, I just mean, like, it's not, it's just, like, the ocean is far worse than unfamiliar grass to me, but it, it's the <laughs> same concept. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going to touch me. That's true. I don't care to know. You haven't lived until you've accidentally stepped on a snake in your bare feet. No, my- I'm gra- all right. Yeah. Well, gardener <laughs> snakes over <laughs> any, any grass, uh, I when I grew up at my grandparents' house, because that's where uh, I spent a lot of my time, if there was a mm. snake, my grandfather used to chop its head off. For yeah, the- oh. just watch it. I don't know what spade? that deal was, but when no, I was- a spade, right? Yeah. Yeah, you just- you just chop its head off. And when I was little. Grandparents know. It's fucked up. And then it's just like, yeah. But like looking back, I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> it was rare we find a it's snake. Establishing dominance. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, brother. Just cut its head off. Anyway. Okay. So lawn chair for four bucks. All right. With the caveat of radio, I mm-hmm. will take it. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, I'm a big. I got the Bandcamp app on my phone. Mm-hmm. I started listening to a new podcast that has basically made me realize that I need to look into new bands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm a i'm a i'll bring up a tag and i will just go to town okay what, what podcast is that if you don't mind me asking it's a podcast called axe to grind it's basically uh three guys that have uh been in hardcore for a long time basically just sit around and talk about hardcore cool for a long that's time dope. Mm-hmm. um so you got up, seven well that's four so i'm up to eight eight oh i have seven left yeah right. yeah um you know what for fun, I'm gonna throw a beanbag toss in there. Ah, gotta break it up a little bit. Has anybody taken that yet? No. Okay. No. Trailblazer, look at me. So beanbag toss for your backyard fun zone that you're gonna buy from the thrift store means that you're inviting company. Are you uh, just? Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. Bag <laughs> it's just me back there playing by myself. <laughs> <laughs> just waving to the neighbors over the. Hey, honing your skills. Hey, you bet. Uh, you probably think this is real fun, huh? Yeah. Well, it is. It, All right. It see is. you later. <laughs> so I have what? Two dollars left. That's mm-hmm. uh, five. So you have a lawn chair for four. You have a radio for four. You have bean beanbag toss for five. Yes, is that, is that correct? Okay. So thirteen. And you know what? To break it up, give me two books. Two Ooh. books. I never thought of doubling down on an item. Is that allowed? Yeah, because it's nothing that I thought of. But <laughs> I will. Allow, I will allow it because it's not bringing 
anything into the zone. It's utilizing the zone. Plus, you got to think if you buy one book, it yeah. could be all of summer. Mm-hmm. Stupid. You're gonna get to know that book really well. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> um, I got Stephen King's It as a present. You're for gonna my need friend. a few summers on that. Yeah, one. <laughs> I, I got through about one third of it this summer, and I went to the oh. beach for a week twice. Yikes! And during one of them, I was like out and out for surgery, so I had all the time in the world to read it. Still, did not get very far. I have did not get to the child. Read. <laughs> I have read half of Stephen King's It probably four or five times. <laughs> um, I never finished that damn book. That's my relationship with Nausea by Sartre. Okay, yeah. I've I've probably read three quarters of it three or four times and go, I can't finish this fucking thing. <laughs> well, I think with, with It, it's imperatively obvious like what the tropes are. Mm-hmm. And with seeing the film, the first film um, of Stephen King's It, it's just like, okay, so that's where we're going to go with it. I mean, the book's different. It's bigger. There's, I get it. I get it. It's it's like, I'm not saying the book is exactly like the movie, but I'm just saying, like, I know what's going to happen. Right. Like, Stephen King has a very interesting thing where I think in most examples of, like, book to movie or book to TV or miniseries or whatever, mm-hmm. I think movies television visual usually go more sexual because they think that's how they're going to get people in Mm -hmm. and like you get to see skinematic kind of stuff stephen king's books are always like 20 times more sexual than any other interpretation of Mm -hmm. them has ever been like cujo god they talk about just like solid bed sheets that are just covered in cum like yeah, that doesn't really cum. come up in the movie. No. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, there's not like cum soaked anything in the films. No. Yeah, that's, but I, I read that. Yeah, I, I read that book when I was like eight at the beach because mm-hmm. my mom was like, "Oh, it's just you like just, a killer do dog. Read, Who cares?" Do you just <laughs> read books at the beach? That's the where you. No, I. Do read, you have to go to the beach to read one? No, I read books other places, but the beach is my favorite place to read a book. Mm-hmm. Uninterrupted, plenty of time. I haven't read a book. I haven't read a book at the beach, but I think that would be a really cool place to read a book because everybody's like doing water stuff because it's like the beach. Well, I'm not going in. I have like a beach (laughs) rhythm too, where like sit out in the sun, get too hot, dip in the water, come back when you're cold, and then you gotta like warm up again. So like in that warming up period, a good book is best. I'll fuck with a pool. But I ain't fucking with no, like, bodies of water, I don't think. I've had bad experiences in the ocean. Yeah, my bad experiences in the ocean and in lakes are not bad experiences, but I will describe them as bad experiences. (laughs) Like, I touched a fish once, and I can't can't get over it. Like, um, I saw a jellyfish. Like, that's that's enough. Like, I saw a part of a crab once. Like, ooh. I'm still. I went to Myrtle Beach in like eighth grade and complained the entire fucking time, <laughs> the entire time because it's just like everybody would just wake up and they're just like, "Let's go to the beach again." I'm like, "You motherfuckers!" Every day, you. that's all they want to do is go to the goddamn yep. beach. Yeah. Um. But that was your backyard fun zone, and I think it's the most well prepared and well thought out. Zone. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, not all of us had a week to think about it, so yeah, I guess or I guess two days really at the time of recording. Yeah, yeah. so just a day, a so day, a day. I could see Greg 
beaning like throwing the bean bags and reading a book <laughs> like challenge accepted challenge, okay, <laughs> fair enough but we're uh greg and i are both vhs heads so we with the part of the thrift hall this week um we have brought some tapes that we've picked up from um goodwills stuff like that independently um greg has went to the goodwill outlet uh, a goodwill outlet that we've traveled to before um you kind of have a story from a, a little bit ago that you went to a Goodwill outlet and got something for like way mu- more than what. Yeah. yeah. Like so, you got like some type of like something that you said it was like it, it was by weight. Uh, Not quite. It, it was just like a it was a flat price. And yeah. this was probably years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, This because I actually live very close to the. The official thrifty Goodwill outlet. The official, yes, thrifty official Goodwill. Outlet. There's a sign Sponsored. on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the first times my wife and I went there, they had this giant, old timey like radio slash turntable mm-hmm. that was actually like this table here. Yeah. It's about this much higher, and a little bit longer, and the top lifted up oh an old cabinet the, yeah, yeah and it had like cabinet. the the meshy stuff where the speakers were yeah, oh that's awesome those are amazing the thing was gigantic and luckily i was driving a minivan at the time heavy mm. as shit too right completely like solid rock yeah <laughs> yeah and i paid 30 dollars for this thing we got Ooh. it home working order no okay. <laughs> uh. i was about to just quit i was like if you got yeah. one of those things in like anyway. we literally had to use it as like a table for plants damn and then eventually we just we actually live across the street from the salvation army which until recently had a donation bin and at one point my wife said fuck this shit and we just walked it across the street and we're like it's somebody else's problem yeah Yeah. (laughs) and that type of stuff because uh that was a little while ago but the goodwill outlet now yes they charge by weight yes there's a different furniture price yada 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 but if it has a plug it's a buck yeah. Yeah, that would have been a lot better. Of like, a deal. could you could you imagine getting <laughs> would that, that count? Do you think? Uh yeah, because it plugs in. If if it didn't plug in, mm-mm. I would love to just like a wheel buck. it up there, and they're like, "All right, it's gonna be this much," and then you just pull out the plug and go, "No, no, 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 dollar." Like, <laughs> just slam George Washington right on the counter. <laughs> I got. I, I've gotten like PlayStation twos. I've gotten Xboxes. I've PlayStation threes. And it's a buck because it plugs in. So I always have to say, because they always look at it like, oh, when you're digging, you found something really cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, 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 wait. Here's a plug. Chill out. Chill out. Stop. I know what you're (laughs) thinking. Chill out has a plug. Now, this is actually a good segue because I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. So uh, a few weeks ago, I did go to the official Thrifty Goodwill outlet on a day off. Okay. Had a pretty good VHS haul. Mm Mm-hmm. I found uh, the Alien box set, so the first three in the nice. franchise, mm-hmm. uh, a sealed copy of Fletch, yeah, John Carpenter's Vampires, and Ooh. an American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. So this is six tapes. Mm-hmm. I take it up to the counter. I paid three dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that standard? Because this haul here that I brought today, yeah, I paid eighty nine cents for these four. It also it was it from a Goodwill outlet. Yeah, it was, it was it just one right a over here. Day is what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's weird because 
yes and to answer that yes and no mm-hmm. yes because like sometimes because it is by weight mm-hmm. right and sometimes people just plug it in as a different thing so like wares by weight or a certain price um electronics by weight is a certain like it all depends on what it is and sometimes you go up there and you have somebody's like whatever the cheapest thing is it's wares so they'll plug you in for wares yeah sometimes they'll be like well sometimes they say like well if it's a book it's 50 cents Mm -hmm. other times they were merely put the book on the the like where you put it away and weigh it is aware so it's like it's a really shoddy system that usually works out. So both your 89 cents for this particular haul we're going to go over and the other haul makes sense to me. And they're both totally fair. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like I'm bucks. I'm not griping yeah. here. Yeah. The other thing I will say is I've been to that outlet a few times and mm-hmm. it's ju- it's just like a they have the big uh scale yeah. for if you have like carts of stuff mm-hmm. and then they just have the one that's on the counter and you know, from science class, we all remember you have to tear the mm-hmm. uh, the scale. I've gone up there in the ground zero. Nothing on the scale has been like negative point eight nine pounds, mm-hmm. and so it's different every time. Yeah. I don't think they give a shit. I don't think they tear that scale at all. Nah. So, so, like maybe that day the tear possible. was like negative one pound, so you got like a deal. And the other day it was just like so. That's plus why I said yes and no. It makes sense to me because it's just like one day it's this one day it's that and so yeah i mean that that's that's pretty much how it is when you go to a goodwill outlet but yeah let's go over your tapes you said you got a a haul with us to go over some vhs i got a couple decent ones and then the the main event is is up on top here so (laughs) what i have have first Mm -hmm. is a compilation of i believe live videos wow by skid row Skid Row, <laughs> oh say you can scream. Yes. Oh say you can scream by Skid Row. Ex members of Hep Alien, if you didn't know. Yes. <laughs> For all the all all my Gilmore Girls fans out there. <laughs> so uh the date on this is uh nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. And I did a little digging. Yep. I'm gonna get you some prices here. Okay. It's always I, my favorite part. The price part? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I figure this actually I didn't really think this was that impressive. Sure. So I needed to come. Well, neither did with somebody some else because they donated it. That's know? true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I so mean, they died. That's the thing I always. They think still about. donated it, death or not. They That's still true. Donated it, whether it was you know Fair. conscious or not. <laughs> yeah. So, checking on eBay, mm-hmm. and I included. I, I wanted to sound a little more impressive, so I did include the shipping cost in this. Mm-hmm. This Skid Row tape goes for between eleven dollars and eight cents, and twenty two fifty listed price on eBay. Nice, Ooh. not bad for mm-hmm. Skid Row. Oh yeah. So you're looking at probably fourteen dollars, fifteen dollars, something yeah, I'd like that. Say on average. Know. Okay, and I mean that's a pretty good get for that whole. You have four tapes for eighty nine cents. That was one of the four. Yes. Mm-hmm. What else do we have? Second is Manhunter. Ooh. Which I have not seen. I actually haven't seen any of these yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen. I have seen Manhunter. <laughs> I I had a very uh, while recording a Neon Brainiacs episode yesterday. I did have a very intense conversation with my co-host about this, mm-hmm. and uh, that we will eventually cover it. Mm-hmm. So this is the Anchor Bay version from 
It's probably mid. This actually doesn't have a. Uh... I would guess that's like mid nineties. Ah, uh, no. Here it is, two thousand one. Oh shit! Okay, I was, I was looking wrong. at the actual like nineteen eighty six release. Yeah. Mm. Um. So that's yeah. Still, like, it's weird that 2001 is like further away than we feel like it is, but it is. It's also really trippy to think. 9-11. This was made. Yeah, well. <laughs> 9-11, yeah. let's think about that. Never That's forget, where your brain goes forget. to first. <laughs> 9-11, that year. This VHS tape was made in this century. Yep. That's a little strange. Yep. So mm-hmm. this one's not that impressive. Uh, it goes between $4.24 and $15. Okay. Still so, cool. Still yeah. cool. Still yeah. cool. Still definitely a lot more than, you know, the on average, you know, 22 or 23 cents that I paid for it. Right. Next up. Next up. It's for all the punks out there. Mm-hmm. We have Sid and Nancy. Mm. Whoa. With uh, Commissioner Gordon himself playing. <laughs> I never saw Sid and our, Nancy. Uh, I haven't either. Yeah. I don't. Controversial opinion? Mm-hmm. I don't give a flying fuck about wow. the Sex Pistols. Thank you. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm tired of people just being famous for being shitty. And like shitty to one another is the other thing. And like, this motherfucker was shitty on so many levels. So many. Not, mm-hmm. not that great. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. And he said the F word, too. That's like, wow. How, you know, that's, that's language. Right? right? Language. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I got, I got some impassioned gonna, uh, yeah. opinions here. I, I'm all for the F word as long as you're passionate about what comes behind <laughs> it, and you were so. very much so. <laughs> so we're looking at. Uh, I really should have looked at these beforehand. These oh, are that's okay. They're so small. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when this is from, but it's uh, it's the Nelson Entertainment version. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of a previewed. Uh, Preview stickers, fine. blockbuster video here. Yeah, that's fine because it's at least it's a cool preview yeah, sticker. A little beat up. Um, this version is going between six ninety nine and fifteen dollars on eBay. Right. Very well worth it. So it's well still not it. bad. So the main event here, the creme de la creme. Oh, sealed, signed, delivered. Now, drug free kids, a parent's guide. Oh shit! Hosted <laughs> by Ken Edwards. Wow. So this is basically... A parent's guide to getting your kids on drugs. <laughs> you got a drug-free kid? We can fix that. <laughs> is that sealed or is that just a reflection no, in the gloss? It's, it, the, okay. the plastic is around it, but it has been cracked open and, you know, mm-hmm. cra- good, cracked good, open. Good thing no somebody pun intended. watched it. <laughs> good thing somebody watched it. So this is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people in this. Really? <laughs> that are, you know, teaching their kids how to smoke crack. Mm-hmm. So we have Ned Beatty. <laughs> okay. Uh, Marla Gibbs. Marla Gibbs, known crack supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Gould. Ooh. Really? Uh, Richard Mazur, who, ah, that name sounds familiar. I do not remember what that guy's from. Something. Uh, and a bunch of other celebrities that are basically, you know, mm-hmm. telling you how to Making, talk to your kids about drugs. It's good that they're getting work, though. Like in all eras, getting work. And this thing must be really rare because I couldn't find it. Much dick on, on anything. Excuse my at all. language. Couldn't find dick on it. Except somebody has this for sale. One copy mm-hmm. on Amazon for nine ninety nine. Hell yeah! Bless them. Prayers yes. up. Prayers up. For I that. Lo- I looked up Richard Mazur. It's M A S U R, right? Yes. Okay. So Wikipedia just says that he's an American actor who has appeared in more than eighty movies. Including drug free kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like does not list any of those movies because it's so all you probably know, like, 
B actor for sure. Hmm. Well, like in the introduction, I'm sure if I go to oh, his yeah. filmography. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a very lackluster Wikipedia yeah. article. Yeah. He's, um, he's just trying to get credits. He's in 80 movies. He's like, they can't fucking say any of them. <laughs> he was in a movie called Heaven's Gate in 1980. Oh, which Heaven's Gate. Premonition there. Mm-hmm. That's that's what. Um, no, I don't. I don't know any of these yeah. movies, but I also don't really know movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's. A, I mean, a lot of credentials for one person, regardless of regardless of what it is. Like eighty titles signed that fella. Uh he's got some. It's not bad. He's got some. Not bad. Well, oh, he I was in him. Orange Is the New Black. Oh, really? Apparently. Hmm. I wonder if that might have been after I tapped out on that. Yeah. He was in the thing. That's where I know him from. Yeah. Yep. Oh, did I just skip that one? Probably. I mean, that's the only one that I would believe. Risky business. I don't remember. My girl. Oof, that's a good one. It's very similar to the thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> In its own sense, but that was a heck of a haul from Greg over here. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I have uh, a shorter haul. But uh, a story that kind of comes with one of the tapes from the hall. But first, let's go to commercial. And when we come back, you're going to hear about my VHS hall. But you're going to want to hear this commercial because it relates to one of the fucking movies I'm about to talk about. Alright, catch you in a bit. Okay, so the first pornographic material that I've ever seen, <laughs> um, Greg and, and Kelsey, was in a semi-abandoned house in the neighborhood that I grew up in, right? 
And when I say semi-abandoned, I mean people would live there for about eight months to ten months and then bail. And then it would go, like, vacant for, like, two, three years. An unofficial sublet, if you will. Yeah, an unofficial sublet. And then it would go vacant for two, three years. And then somebody would move in and do the same thing. So when I was about, I feel like a little bit older than you'd think before I saw like a naked a naked body that wasn't my own. <laughs> I was probably like a 10 or 11-ish, I bet. And it was like this dude, Mike Rocco, um, this dude, Tony, this dude, Luke. And we were like palling around and we went to go into this like abandoned house. And uh, at the time it was vacant. So it was more vacant than abandoned, but very much abandoned. And we went into the basement, and there was, like, an old tube TV. And just like you think, there was, like, a tube TV with a VCR. And it was on the, um, like, uh, it was a bigger TV, so it just sat on the ground. And so Mike, Luke, Tony, and I, and there could be, you know how it was growing up. There's randos. You know, you see them once or twice. You know, they say, like, fuck because they're little kids. And you're like, <laughs> ugh, and then you never see them again. So we, we get to this TV. There's a VCR. There's a tape in it, and we're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, let's go ahead and play it. Went ahead and played it, and there was like sex right there, like <laughs> traditional missionary sex between two people. Did it cut into the middle of the scene, or did you get yeah. a little bit of build up? No, no, no. It oh. was like right. It was just right, just missionary right there. So whoever was watching this before you was just watching it for the storyline. Yeah, yeah, just watching for, and it was like we're talking like arguably midway through i okay. bet it All seemed right. like midway through stuff but there was it was just it was going 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 <laughs> going 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 and then the first thing i thought of was like okay so this is what i'm supposed to be capable of doing at some point so this is a lot um okay but the the, the reason why i mentioned that is because um there was a, a lot of vhs tapes around and stuff like and they were all porn and obviously it frightened me to death and i never went to that house again <laughs> okay Naturally. so we're fast forwarding to like years down the road i um have had sex once or twice let's be honest you know um so i know what it is so i get it and this is like after i'm into thrifting and stuff like this so i get a lead in the field that there's like a, a really cool like old like piano up in i forget it was like north of here and um, my buddy wanted to get it because they were giving it away for free because they were like, well, we can't sell a piano. Nobody wants a piano. So we go up to get the piano and it's in this old big, it's like a big, big house, very old, a lot of antiques, like really pretty. And the guy informs us that at the house, um, it was his mother's, his mother passed away and then everything was uh, up for auction, mm-hmm. right? And for the things that weren't up for auction that didn't sell, he just didn't know what to do with them. He took some to different auctions, and he says he's taken this piano to different auctions and hasn't hasn't nobody wants to bite on it. So he gave it away for free, and that's why my friend and I were there. So he says, um, you know, um, you know, if you have tools, take it apart. It's so heavy you can't pick it up. So is he, this like a an upright or it's an upright okay it's an upright piano um so the guy was like yeah you know there's stuff going on i'm just gonna go wherever whatever you need to do get the piano out do it no problem so we take the back off of this piano um and there is like four stacks of like 
eight tapes high of VHS tapes in the back of this upright piano. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm like a I played piano for like years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Are they like is it in the top on top of the hammers or is it in the bottom underneath the strings? Bottom underneath the strings to the strings like almost like if you would hit them it might hit some of yeah, these. Yeah, it would clunk a little bit. Uh, something. Yeah. This isn't like perverted prepared piano type of thing <laughs> it's no it, it's 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 wild so there's these stacks and and we assume all of them are pornographic some of them aren't labeled some of them aren't labeled some of them are and we're like well shit like this is like this guy's stash potentially and we don't know what to do because we need to remove the stash to get the piano away so i didn't know what to do like because some people aren't you know, um, it's not uncomfortable to talk about. Other people it is. But, like, obviously, it wasn't meant for us to see. So what I tried to do was, is, like, because he was there with his two younger boys and, like, uh, a partner, I'm assuming. And so I was like, hey, um, you know, cool news. We got the piano apart. Like, the piano is apart. And he's like, cool, okay. So it's, like, easier to take out. I'm like, yeah, I, we took the back off the piano. So I'm just, like, giving him signals, like, Hey, rack your brain, rack your brain. (laughs) The piano's apart. Is there any, what do you know? What do you you know? What do you know? And he's not giving us anything. So we're like, I don't know what to say because I don't know what to do. Because I'm like, well, the only thing we can do is just move the tapes and take the piano. Um, And so that's what we did. We took the, the tapes out. And again, some of them weren't labeled. So like, I don't know if they were homemade or maybe they weren't pornographic. I'm assuming they were because, like, those were – it was a porn – it was hidden. They were mm. put in the piano, and the only way that we got through them is that. And I had to think that this man took this piano to auction, right? We're fine with it. You know, there's nothing wrong with sex. Who cares? Like, it's not a weird thing to me. But could you imagine if there was, like, somebody buying a piano from auction and they came home and opened it up and found porn? They would have, like, had his, like, head. No. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. It's like you you don't get mad when you buy a storage unit and it turns out to have a porn in it. Like Sure, but this is this guy's property. It's not, like, left. It's like he brought it to you. Yeah, but, like, it's not like you bought the piano, played a key, and it was like, oh. <laughs> the piano itself is so functional and yeah. works. The port is just an added disposable bonus. The piano, what you paid for the piano is fine. Okay. I mean, I get that, but I don't Though, know that everybody else would A piano that does do that. There's a market for that. It would go at auction. You do not have to give that away for free. There is a Casio setting that's like one step off of that, which is like the like jazz sounds. Mm -hmm. So we took apart the piano. We took the piano. But I, before I left, I was like, wait, I'm going to take a tape. I'm going to take a tape with me. And I actually took two tapes. I gave one to my buddy. And so this is a secondhand tape by definition. But we're looking at for the VHS hall. Uh, this week is Boom Boom Valdez. Um, Such a good name. Calabrio home video. It has a very, uh, what you think, sale 1995 sticker, circular sticker right on the front. Boom Boom Valdez. Um, and it says on the back, she's the hottest thing at the Starlight Club. Boom Boom Valdez, the topless dancer with a one-two punch. 
Kesha portrays this fury femme fatale who really knows how to twirl her tatas. An erotic journalist, a swinging couple that can testify to that. But this passionate performer's mother and sister disapprove of her career. What hypocrites. Mom's always slopping her boyfriend Raymond, and sister Nicole is a closet exhibitionist. Everyone gets what's coming to them when Valdez's sisters team up. Boom Boom and Chacha Valdez turn out to be the most torrid stage act ever. I like that they try to shame her mom for, like, yeah. having sex with her partner. Yeah, come on. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, here's my big question I'm taking away from this. Yes, I did watch it. Yes. is That, the I, that was I, my I, second question. I've <laughs> seen a little bit of it, too. Mm-hmm. What do the roller skates have to do with anything well she is like um she works at the starlight club and so she she's like a waitress slash bartender yeah. i think she's like a sonic waitress yeah. but oh, without okay. a shirt because right. there's nothing that says like <laughs> just so basically cars. what sonic should be yeah. there's nothing Question that mark. says like i'm an object more than roller skates i suppose yeah that's true um in the in the actual film and in, in the the film of that um it's like I mean, it's not like the characters aren't really even that bad. Like, she has, like, somebody that she really likes, and they fool around sometimes, but they're not a serious thing. Mm -hmm. And then she has a friend that they fool around, like, all the time, but they're not a thing. (laughs) So they're, like, as friends, they just do some things. Yeah, friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. And then afterwards, they're just like, hey, um, great time. You know, I really hope you get that guy. You know, like, you know, we're just friends, but, like, I really hope you go for him. What's the year on this? I believe, 80s, for sure. I believe it was 88. 88. Ooh. I believe it was 88, yeah. We're both right. Yeah, it's 88. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's 1988. Um, it's, like, straight Miami Vice porn mm-hmm. is what it yeah, looks I could like. Definitely right? buy that. <laughs> like, the colors of it. But for the year, like, for uh, for the year and, like, how, like... You, mo- you know, women were treated in those types of films at that point. It's actually pretty progressive because they're just like, it, there's a guy who isn't a total asshole and a pig. Like, he's like, yeah, we'll have sex. And I know that's just that. And we're just friends. Yeah. I mean, the open relationship component to that alone is pretty progressive for 88. So, I mean, that was one of the tapes I got. The other one of the tapes, totally different. And there's something, Greg, that you, you'll... Uh, You'll appreciate. I don't know how different this really is because you're really hitting both spectrums. Mm-hmm. Checking of, all the boxes of again. Of prepubescent boydom. Yeah, True. Yeah. It's like the spook. two big interests. One I can watch in front of my mom. One not so much. Ta- this one has no tatas. <laughs> I would hope not. Nothing like that. But we are looking at Nickelodeon's "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Ghostly Tales. Two eerie episodes plus a spooky new music video. And the music video is for Feel the Fear. And that's what we play during the commercial break. So if you've already heard Feel the Fear. And you love it. And you love it. We all love it. And it is a orange VHS tape, which is beautiful. The sticker is still in great condition. Oh, Wow, nice. that looks brand new. Yeah. TBH. It's pretty much uh, brand new. I mean, the box has a little bit of wear. But it's tough to say if, uh, you know, it's from just moving. Like, when you donate stuff to a Goodwill outlet, 
that stuff just gets trashed. It gets roughed up. It gets roughed up pretty bad sometimes. And sometimes stuff comes there all together and it breaks there. But anyway, um, the tape itself is in such very good condition. It is playable. But the, the episodes on this tape are uh, Tale of the Shiny Red Bicycle and also Tale of the Frozen Ghost. Tale of the Frozen Ghost, I remember is one of the spookiest ones my sister and I used to, to watch. And it basically is around a boy that froze to death, and he keeps reappearing to other people that he knew, and he's just saying, I'm cold. I do remember and this And then he one. just goes like this. He goes, I'm cold. <laughs> and then he just points in, like, a direction. And it's like, brother, I don't know what you're pointing at, right? <laughs> well, it's found out by the end of the, the piece that like dude was just cold and the reason why he froze to death is because he didn't have a jacket and he didn't have a jacket because i'm not i'm not sure exactly remember the concept because i didn't watch this one since i since i got the tape but he left his jacket like in the woods and he lost it so he froze to death because he couldn't find his jacket. So he kept pointing to like places like, check for my fucking coat there, please. I've already lost one of my lives. And so the end of it, the ghost is at peace because somebody, he points to a place and they like check in this tree and they're like, what's this coat? And he's like, uh-huh. What's the dude squirreling his coat in a tree for? Well, that's why he died. Because he's an yeah, he's idiot. An, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's a cold idiot. So he had passed away because of the coat also somebody's mom definitely wrote this mm-hmm. like cautionary don't tale forget your don't coat. forget that's your jackets <laughs> and that's why yeah so that was tell the ghost but the one i didn't remember and i did as i typically do with things that are way bad and never hit i wrote 10 note cards on the next tale <laughs> this is tale of the shiny red bicycle and traditionally when i do research this bad it bombs because it's too much and it's stupid so that's why we're ending the show with it this week so because if it bombs hey we're here but uh it's the tale of the shiny red bicycle and it comes from season two episode 10 and greg you said you didn't remember it but like you were a fan of the show growing up so it, it may jog some jog it's memories possible. i mean you got me with the other one i do mm-hmm. vaguely remember I'm you know the, boy. The, the pointing ghost <laughs> and so this starts out with two boys mike and ricky and they're riding bikes over a bridge by a dam they stop and talk about like their friendship and how they're best friends and their excitement is coming up because at that dam they go fishing at it and fishing season's coming up well uh ricky has like a shiny new red bike and that's when they were out in the first place just to pal around well as they were going across the bridge uh, ricky was standing on his red bicycle and he leaned against a weak board in the bridge like the bridge is railing Mm. and the railing gives way (gasps) ricky no. no the bike falls into the dam um and Ricky slips, and as he's almost falling off, his boy Mike grabs him by his backpack. And Mike is like, dude, I got you. You're not going to fall. Well, he did. He did. <laughs> Unfortunately, Ricky slipped off the bridge, and Mike is like, no! And Ricky falls to potentially his death. But then Mike violently wakes up because you realize it was a dream. 
but Mike had once again dreamed of his best friend Ricky's death, which happened five to six years before. So, oh, so Ricky did die. Ricky did fall into the water. Uh, suppose supposedly he did die five to six years earlier, and Mike, his best friend, still has nightmares of the day that Ricky died. Now I know you may not have the answer to this question. I but probably do. <laughs> has Mike visually aged five to six years in the retelling of this story? Oh visually? God, no! no. <laughs> it was shot because the same fucking day. The budget I was, gonna was so say, little. Like five to six years when you're that age is so drastic. Yeah. There's like put him in a hat. Yeah. <laughs> like because you have a mustache at yeah. some point. He took a yeah. little <laughs> mascara and just like made a five o'clock shadow. He's yes. old now. So Mike. Mike is continuously haunted by the death of his friend Ricky because he was there and he tried to save him. And so Mike goes down to breakfast. You meet his brother, Ben, and it's obvious to Mike's parents that Mike had a nightmare about Ricky again um, because this is something that just plagues him. And dad says Mike needs to stop blaming himself for Ricky's death. If he does, the nightmares at that point will go away. And you find out during that point that Ricky's body was never found. Ooh, spooky. So it could be part of the reason why Mike is reliving this in his dreams because it's just like, sure, Ricky's dead, but like he couldn't find his bike. They never found his bike and they never found his body. So Mike is shooken up from having another uh, like night of nightmares of his best friend's death. And arriving at school, he starts possibly projecting uh he actually sees ricky's shiny new bike at school and it triggers ricky's death scene to play in his head again so the him falling off the bridge at the dam and then he snaps too and he realizes it's just another bike it's not ricky's bike Mm. so he's like really feeling a certain type of way shaken up he goes to class to calm him down but in class um he's trying to calm down but he hears whispers. He's hearing whispers. It's in Ricky's voice. He's it's just going, Mike, 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 bike. <laughs> and just then, he's like, these voices got chill. I need to chill the fuck out. Michael, Michael, bicycle. He his eyes go up to the classroom entrance, and guess who's standing in the door? bicycle <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of his best friend ricky haggerty in the doorway and ricky is soaking wet and shivering but how could ricky be at his classroom door if he's dead this is like childhood ptsd mm-hmm. big time or what's going on we don't know so i'm getting a little bit of a uh, theme here Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess he's also cold. He's cold. The whole boys in the tape. All oh, it's a cold tape. Everyone's cold. It's a stone cold classic also. So see, that's not a bad joke. That's a very good joke. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree, wasn't... but I I have no regrets, <laughs> but so Mike fucking freaks out. Let's be honest. We could use the F word here. Mike <laughs> screams so loud that he passes out when he sees Ricky at the door freezing. Okay. He wakes up and he tells the story to the nurse. And while he's talking to the nurse behind the nurse, Mike sees Ricky outside with the bike. 
So as he's like, yo, I'm having a fucked up day. I keep seeing my boy who's dead. And then his boy is outside with the bike. And he's like, oh, my God, would you just look? Like, would you look and see it? The nurse doesn't look. And of course. She's, and she's just like, you bumped your head when you fell. So we're going to let you go home early. Classic. So Mike is told to rest all weekend, which will force him to miss opening day of fishing season. And he, he loves, loves the water. <laughs> he yeah. loves the water. And Mike wants to go fishing. And like before Ricky had passed, like that was five, six years ago. He yeah. was talking about his boy go fishing way back when. So this is a fishing season opening day that he has to miss because of this supposed head injury that he has. Does he fish in the reservoir? You'll get to that. Yes. But yeah, he fishing goes to his, for bikes. <laughs> yeah. So Mike tells his brother Ben about what he saw and tells Ben like, brother, I am not crazy. And Ben is bummed because Mike won't be able to join him on the opening day fishing trip because it's going to be Ben. It's going to be the boys. It was going to be Mike, but he can't because like he has this head injury that this nurse says. So that night he has another Ricky nightmare. And did I skip a card? No. That night, Mike has another Ricky nightmare. And in this nightmare, in the nightmare, Ricky says, Mike, Mike, it's Ricky. Come outside. Come outside. It's Ricky in the nightmare. I can't. I'm getting freaked out. And this is a, <laughs> a retelling. A retelling of a retelling of a, of a kid's story. Are you afraid of the gar- dark? It's pretty fucking scary. So he wakes up and Mike says out loud, like, Ricky. If you want my attention, I'll go outside. I'm I'm ready to go. Whatever you need. Like, you're coming to me. No one believes me. We know it. So he's like, I'm ready to go. During this time, Mike's brother Ben gets dropped off at the dam with uh, their friends to start fishing. Ben remarks to uh, the, the bridge. He talks about the bridge. And he's like, yeah, my brother's best friend fell off up there. So they're looking at Ricky's actual death site, and now there's caution tape on the bridge. Still, yeah. five to six years, and nobody Jesus Christ. The bridge. Yeah, well, there there is some reinforcement, but there's caution signs like you will fall oh, off this okay. bridge, sort of like you will die if you're up here. Just that, like, mm-hmm. don't juggle this chainsaw thing because you know one dummy tried to do it. Yeah, warning, so, Ricky died here. So, so you Mike's will too. Brother, Mike's brother, Ben, is at the dam preparing for fishing. Mike is back at the house. He ran outside because he's like, Ricky, please come to me, man. What's going on? And uh, he begs Ricky to appear, and Ricky obliges. He, he, does, <laughs> he does appear. Mike asks Ricky what he wants, and Ricky says, Mike is his best friend, and he came to warn him that his brother, Ben, is in danger that's why he keeps appearing to him. You could have just said that. <laughs> yeah, like instead of like showing up wet to my classroom, brother. So Ghost Ricky tells Mike to get to the bridge before it's too late. His bridge. He calls it his bridge. So he says, rush to my death site. So Mike's like, what the hell do I do? Brings up a lot of like ghosts practicality questions like are ghosts precogs or is it like once you're dead all the time is a flat circle it's happening all at once Mm -hmm. so he tells him to rush to the death site 
Unbeknownst to Mike, his brother Ben is at the dam, still attempting to fish. One of Ben's friends is goofing around, and he throws Ben's fishing lure into the rocks below the bridge. Fucking Carl. Fucking Carl, right? <laughs> when attempting to get the lure, Ben becomes his foot becomes stuck in the rocks. He tries yelling for his friends, but they're not paying attention. Like, hey, I'm stuck over here. I want to get my lure. I'm stuck in these rocks. And a sense of urgency can be felt because it's revealed that under the bridge, uh, that's, you know, the water, the, the dam, well, the water is on its way because the dam let go of, it lets it lets water pass through occasionally. Okay. Like so, a periodic A periodic through. pass through. So you see the dam operator looking to pass like the water. And unbeknownst to the dam operator... Ben's there. Ben's there, and his foot is stuck in the rock. He's going to join... So this is what Ghost Ricky has been saying, like, go get your brother. Before I go get your brother. So back to the house. (laughs) Back to the house. uh, Mike and Ricky are still having their ghost conversation. (laughs) And... Ghost, the ghost of Ricky gives Mike his bike that he has with him, which I guess is not a ghost bike. It's a real bike. That seems impractical. Mikey, t- uh, Mike, bike. Mike tells Ricky how much he misses him, and he says, "Yeah, I know you miss me. I miss you too, brother. But like, you gotta save your own brother. You're gonna be missing more people if you." So don't he's get like, a move you know, on. like pleasantries or not, I'm dead. Go get somebody who's alive. And he's like, "I'm your best friend." He's like, "I know, but like, there's." There's, do you want this? Do you want you want your brother come to you like this, wet in your classroom too? No. This is a very weird retelling of the Crossroads video by Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> bone, 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 bone. Yeah. So Mike races to the dam to find his brother now injured and stuck in the rocks. As the water begins to rush out, he notices his brother, and the water is going to sweep him away. Um. So Mike rushes to free his brother from his death. In the commotion of the water pushing through, Ricky's old shiny red bike comes up from the water. Whoa. And it's all like rusty. I was going to say it can't be <laughs> yeah. shiny anymore. No, it's like tape all over it. <laughs> it. It's all like, yeah, just like. It's, and they ride it away. No, it's like, if anything, it's inconvenient because he's trying to free his brother from this water. And he's like, oh, you're old, Ricky's old fucking bike. Great. It's going to kill. That's like, pay attention to me. Yeah, but the bike is like super rusty and manipulated. And just as the water is about to free, like, f- like push, like pull him under, they free him. Ben is freed. Mike frees his brother, and he pulls him out of the way. The next day, a fisherman finds Ricky's remains at the dam. Whoa! Really? Mm-hmm. Dark. Mike's- yeah. Geez, I thought maybe the bike, but like his. Well, the bike was found on that recovery. His straight up skull and yeah, and foot bones. And Yikes. Mike says Ricky wasn't down underwater before that day. That's why he wasn't found. He wasn't until he could pay back an old favor to the one that tried to save his life, so he could rest. Damn, dude. Huh. I ain't no midnight society, but like I'm at least 11 o'clock lit right now, you know? So that was a retelling of the shiny red bicycle from Are You Afraid of the Dark, the VHS tape that I got at the thrift store. For a second, 
for like a little second before I remembered that it was a Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. I thought that Mike and Ben were also gonna die, and then Ricky was gonna be like friends. <laughs> yeah, dap friends up now. like po- post post mortem dap up. Yeah, pretty much. Keep in mind, not only is this Nickelodeon, this is also Canadian. Mm-hmm. So it's like extra like. Mm-hmm. They're saying Wrapped sorry up. all the time. Yeah, they're real sorry about everything. And so sorry. And but I just thought it was like an interesting perspective. Like his best friend died, and he's like a little kid, and he has like PTSD from it, and mm-hmm. he's like projecting, and and he's just like, listen, if you're coming to me, like, you know, let like say it, and then he gets to say goodbye to his best friend, basically. Like, dude, we never had this conversation. Like, I miss you so much. Like this sucks and i keep having nightmares about this and he was just like listen dude i know you're having nightmares but now's not the time now's not the time to have these nightmares dude go save your brother but what is the interesting thing about this is it is never for sure known if mike is actually seeing the ghost of his best friend it's never proven because the ghost and mike are on the screen at the same time i think the bike proves it does it? Yeah. Or maybe the bones? I don't know. <laughs> because the the bike that Mike rides to go save his brother yeah. was a real gosh oh, darn yeah, bike. Yes, that's true. Yeah, but it's Did also... he just come outside and find the bike? Yeah, but like, who put the bike there? You don't just leave a shiny red bike in well, the streets of Canada. <laughs> well, well, that was the thing, and like, sure you don't, but his Ricky's old rusted bike in the water rush is when it came up. I'm Team Ghost is real. That's all I'm saying. I bet, <clears throat> I bet there's probably a little visual clue that when the rusted bike goes by, the shiny bike he rode there is gone. Yeah. Well, it was the same bike. Yeah, exactly. So it, I'm, I'm not saying that I disagree with that theory, but I'm also saying that no other characters recognized the ghost of Ricky. And the father said at the very beginning, like, dude, when you forgive yourself... That's when this all ends. That's when this all ends. And he saved his brother at the the dam. And yeah. then he was like, I saved my brother. I said goodbye to my best friend if I did see him. And then the next day, it's over. They found Ricky's body. There's some very hard evidence saying that the ghost is real, though. Yeah. Very hard evidence. Because... If the ghost wasn't real, Mike would have never went to the dam that day because he was prohibited from doing that. Never would have known about Ben being stuck. Never would have known. If the ghost of Ricky would have never told him about that, Ben would have died that day, Hmm. stuck in the rocks. So there is so much evidence saying ghost is real. I'm just basically playing devil's advocate saying nobody in the, the episode saw the ghost. I don't really know where I fall on this, but... I'm getting a lot of parallels to Pet Cemetery in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Ricky is kind of like the 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 Pascal mm-hmm. type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's evidence for both ways, but I think ultimately it doesn't matter because that's the story. But at the end of the story, Mike forgave himself um, for being there when Ricky had died. Um, he looked pretty cool saving his brother. And, uh, you know, they all got to fish that day, which was most important because this whole they thing. They still went fishing? Yeah. 
No. Well, I'm saying no. I'm not saying no way. No, no, no. I'm not saying in the episode. You pull my foot out of like no. I'm not saying in the episode. I'm not saying in the episode, but I'm saying like the whole idea of this when the the episode started. He's like Mike and Ricky were planning to go fishing, and they always love fishing. And Mike couldn't like uninhabited mentally. He couldn't fish because his friend died. And then opening season, like five years later, down the pike here. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to go to opening season, but now I I can't, you I know, because of this. Ready. So I'm saying he said goodbye to his best friend, so now he could, like, fish without, like, any issues. He could go to his friend's death site now because his body's recovered. Like, how bad would that be if your best friend died and what you love to do was fish and your best friend was dead and they never found his body? At your fishing site. At your fishing site. So the two most, your two favorite things, your best friend and the fishing site, one's dead and now you can't do the other. Other ones might as well be dead. Mm -hmm. But it was a hell of an evening. I got to thank Greg again for first time stopping by. This is our first time hanging out. We met 15 minutes before the show started. (laughs) I thought it went pretty well. I agree. Yeah. But uh, Greg, Greg Warren from Neon Brainiacs, you could plug Neon Brainiacs and what you guys do real quick. Yes. So uh, you had mentioned at the top, but uh, we... Uh, every Wednesday, review a different uh, horror movie from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes are good, sometimes not so much. <laughs> but uh, you know, I maybe it's still enjoyable. I guess I'm kind of biased, but from the episodes that I heard, you guys have re- reviewed some bangers. Like I was saying before, Killer Clowns, Chopping Mall, Hellraiser. There's um, some stinkers in that back catalog. <laughs> you did, uh, I think you did Reanimator, right? Yes. Did I listen to that one? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. So same thing. So I thought that was another cool one. But I'll, um, but it, it's cool that uh, um, how this came about is you reached out to us, Thrifty Podcast, on Twitter. And you kind of went from there and emailing back and forth. So it's cool how the internet works. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a tool for good as well as evil. Mm-hmm. I like to use it for both personally. Yeah, yeah who doesn't? Great. And I'd like to thank Kelsey Holmberg for being here again. I think this is your second episode, and uh, it's my third. Third. I meant like in a row, but none of these are congruent at this point. Yeah, but, but uh, you'll be hanging around. Yeah, I'll be here. There is some stuff that you have in your hall that we didn't get to because for time constraints but there's some cool stuff that you'll be back to to talk about your haul in a future episode yeah maybe eventually we'll just like it'll be like that snl skit lindsey buckingham i just keep getting passed over and passed <laughs> over and passed over and then we can just have a whole kyle my Mo- haul special kyle mooney's web content that he puts out every week that never makes the show yeah you your stuff has made the show before yeah it has your the whole episode that we did was your books no i know okay i'm letting one instance establish a pattern okay well i won't let that be so but um i want to give a a shout out to bluffs as i do every week for alternate reality the theme for our show for many reasons find us on facebook thrifty podcast type that in there give that a like um neon brainiacs as well as thrifty is available on pretty much all platforms yes i'm hoping the website is fine by the time this show goes up i'm assuming it probably is but if it's not sorry buddy i know the cover art's being weird and some don't load and we've had trouble uploading but i think that could all be fixed um so thanks for listening keep subscribing and for everybody else get roached <laughs>